Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Royal Strong and True Podcast. We are super pumped to be hanging out with you today. We got lots of stuff to talk about. We got some housekeeping to take care of, women's basketball talk, men's basketball talk, college basketball, and a little bit of the USFL, which we are very excited about here on this podcast. Let's go. Before we get into the episode, we want to give a quick shout out to our social media platforms. Make sure you give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at Loyal to Royal Pod. Also, make sure to share this episode with your friends, download, and leave a five star review. Without further ado, let's get to it. Let's boo! That field judge on the far side is in their pocket, man. Go for your Let's back this bula. Yeah! Let's go wild Let's go, Folks, welcome into another episode. We appreciate you joining us as always. Mm-hmm. You are our only friends. He's not kidding. So, first things first, we're going to want to grab each of you, get your window squeegees, grab your favorite pair of hedge clippers, mm-hmm. and also an outdoor broom to go along with that because we have some housekeeping. Oh, dear. All right. Yes. Outdoor broom. Not an indoor Specifically. Room. Yeah. Well, you don't do a hedge clipping inside very much. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. In my experience. Nice. <laughs> Cleaning the outside of the windows with the squeegees, I see. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 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 All right. All right. Let's do it. Um, first things first, how was y'all's President's Day weekend? Uh, it's pretty good. Went to Arches National Park, went to Delicate Arch and got lost on the way. Oh, no. Uh, they nice. need better signage. Uh, you know, the trail's kind of vague, especially when you're the uh, only people out there because it's rainy and there's <laughs> nobody to follow. So, uh, ended up finding it, but we got lost for an hour and a half, so. Wow. We found it, though. Fun. Adventure in the southern Utah desert. Mm-hmm. Nice. I went skiing at Powder Mountain Ooh, with Kinley's family. It's very Mountain. fun. Powder Mountain is How's that? definitely up there. It's like up there with Brinehead. It's one of my favorite yeah. resorts. Yeah, mm. super big. They cap the tickets, so there's never a ton of people there. Um, great snow. It is like two hours away in the middle of the boonies. Well yeah. worth the drive. Well worth it. If I lived closer, I would definitely go to Powder Mountain a for lot. sure. As for me and my house, we went <laughs> to Serve the Lord. Me and Abby and her sister Kelly, we all went to California for the She Believes Cup Women's National Team Heck tournament. Yeah. We saw the U.S. play New Zealand, Ooh. and at halftime they were up three zero off of three uncles by New Zealand, and it was the same player. Oh, <laughs> for all three of them. The own goal hat trick. She had the own goal hat trick, and it was a perfect hat trick because one of them was her left foot, one of them was her right foot, one of them was her head. <laughs> <laughs> so, every way you can score, she did it as an own goal in the first half. It's the rarest play in sports right there, the own goal hat trick. Yeah. That is so you sad. You history. Very unfortunate for her. <laughs> Not her day. As you know, but besides that, 
BYU alumnus Ashley Hatch got subbed on at halftime and scored a beautiful header like a few minutes later. There we go. go. Love to see it. Carved a place for herself in the national team. She's also doing really well professionally. Got the golden boot in the women's professional league here. Let's go. She got some good boots. Nice boots. Yeah, that was my presence day. Drove back in the snowstorm. Nice. Oh, how was that? But we survived. Nice. Which is uh, all I could hope for. <laughs> uh, other items of housekeeping include Juwan Howard open fisting people. <laughs> yep. You guys yeah. see that? He had Clyde. Yeah, I, he had a great time. Uh, <laughs> he got a little heated and his like, excuses like, I'm from South Chicago. I get into it, you know? <laughs> I was like, no, you can't just like punch a coach. You're like a that. coach, bro. Assuming you can just punch people. <laughs> oh got my suspended God. for five games, which is the rest of Michigan's regular season. Wow. Plus okay. a forty thousand dollar fine. I'm all I'm gonna say. Okay. Juwan Howard suspended five games for literally punching somebody in the face. <laughs> Yoli Childs suspended nine games for misfiling paperwork. Yeah. Oh. I love that. Love that. Mark Few DUI literal felony. What one game. One game. Was it one game? The opening yeah. game of the season that, versus like, some known name. Exhibition <laughs> game, basically. Yep. That's ridiculous. Lame. I You can't be punching people when you're a coach, bro. <laughs> you're a coach. I, <laughs> it blows my mind. Anyway, do you guys see the video of Texas Tech? There's like a sports book in a mall or something. And they had it packed for the Texas Tech-Texas game. Holy cow. I just... That rivalry is now like maybe one of my new favorite rivalries in college sports. Oh, yeah, definitely college basketball. It's definitely it's, right now. It's my favorite college basketball uh, rivalry because you know Duke UNC not even a rivalry at this point because Duke just squampuses yeah. UNC not every time year. that they play. Not this year. Um, yeah. And like I can't think of any other like huge rivalries that like would draw my eyes to television quite like Texas Texas Tech would. So yeah, definitely my favorite in college basketball right now. Yeah, no, it's super hot right now, and I just love the the hatred that Texas Tech fans have for Chris Beard. It's yeah. awesome. Chris it makes Beard. it so much better. It does. Yeah. Cross rivalry coaches coaching changes. And in the Texas Stadium, they had to stop selling tickets to the public because Texas Tech fans were buying all of the oh, tickets. You love to and the see atmosphere that. in the stadium was like 50-50. Yeah. It was at Texas. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, you love to see it. Absolutely love to see it. Speaking of Big 12 basketball, we had some wild plays going on in the Oklahoma State Baylor game. It was a tie game with 20 seconds left. Oklahoma State had the ball. Airballed the game-winning shot. Oof. But then, for some reason, Oklahoma State gets the offensive rebound and chucks the ball over the backboard, like, haphazardly. Like a horse shot. Like a horse shot. Yeah, playing pig out there. And it went in. At the buzzer, yeah. <laughs> the ball went in. It was a game winner, except for they reviewed it, and it was as the shot clock expired. Are you kidding? That, that was an incredible goal. If you haven't seen it, go and watch it. If a shot that cool happens, rules should not apply to it. Yeah, and it's kind of confusing, too, because shot clock is 30 seconds. They call the timeout with 29.6 seconds or something, right? They got the ball. So the shot clock shouldn't have been on at that point. And so why is the shot clock expiring before the game clock when the shot clock shouldn't have been on? I I don't understand. Maybe let us know if we're misunderstanding something. I I I don't know. Beats me. Lame. Um, one more item of housekeeping, and this is for all of you Liverpudlians 
and beyond out there because we're talking about some proper football. Proper, proper. football. Um, today is Tuesday, February 22nd. 2-22-2022. Nice. Yeah. And it's George Washington's birthday. Happy birthday, George. Even though President's Day was yesterday. I think someone might have made a mistake there. It's okay. But, you know, maybe the Mayans. I don't know who's responsible for that. Yeah, definitely the Mayans. Calendar the Mayans. <laughs> but we had some Champions League fixtures today, as they say. And all of you American listeners... Which is probably 95% yeah. of you. Not yeah. American, plug your ears. <laughs> or just listen anyways, because the two best American soccer players played today. Christian Pulisic, I don't know how to say his name still. That's probably good. With Chelsea, and Weston McKenney with Juventus, in my best Italian. Um, it was sort of a yin-yang situation here, because... Uh-oh. <laughs> Christian Pulisic played really well the whole game. He looked really good, and he scored a goal. Nice. Incredible. Goal in the Champions League. That's like the biggest stage in soccer. On the other hand, Big Mac, Weston McKenney, broke his foot. No! <laughs> so, no! He'll be out for a few months. Might miss our last qualifying window no not good for us but. for you non-soccer people out there yeah. uh, soccer players tend to need their feet yes yeah uh, it's not good to have a broken foot yeah this is not one of those baker mayfield <laughs> shoulder situations <laughs> his, his wrong shoulder or something no yeah that's pretty bad he needs his foot so that's especially bad for the u.s men's national team yeah because we just had geo reyna who yeah. in a Dortmund game had to be helped off the field in tears because he injured his leg or his knee or something. It was like his first game back, and then he had to get subbed out like 20 minutes in. Yeah, so it's, a, it's not exactly <sighs> ideal, especially coming into our matches against like the three teams that are right neck and neck with us Yep. for World yep. Cup qualifying. Not <clears throat> ideal. Thoughts and prayers. To We're going to win, though. U.S. soccer. Yes. I yes. believe. That's I believe. She believes, too. And she yeah. believes. We he all believes. Believe. I believe. We all believe. Guess they it. all believe. They all believe. We're conjugating the word believe right here. Belief. Believe. Believes. Believe. Believed. Believe voice. Vosotros. Oh. <laughs> okay, moving right. on. Uh, women's basketball. Women's basketball is absolutely on fire right now. The They were tied for first in the conference with Gonzaga. Gonzaga comes to the Marriott Center. Uh-oh. Big game. Almost a sellout crowd for a women's basketball game. New attendance record, 6,289 people. Sheesh. Blackout, amazing atmosphere, and the women absolutely beat them down. Oh, yeah. It was an absolute beat down. 63-39. to 39. Gonzaga had five second quarter points, I think it was, right? Gosh. And it was the best atmosphere I've been a part of in a while. The best at the Marriott Center I've been to this year. I didn't go to the San Diego State game or the St. Mary's game. Mm. Scheduling conflicts with work. But apart from that, this is the best atmosphere I've been to in the Marriott Center this year. Yeah, the win is absolutely incredible. But every win that BYU women's basketball like gets, every win that they every game that they win, is like in and even I don't even know how to say it because I'm so mad about it. <laughs> Every win that BYU gets is more disrespect put on BYU's name by the NCAA committee, by the AP Top 25, because they keep on just 
throwing BYU women's basketball in the dirt for some reason. They were ranked number 20 in the nation. They only moved up to number 19, even though like eight teams ahead of them lost. Some of them losing multiple times. Yes. It is absolute <laughs> blatant disrespect, and I have no clue what like what BYU women's basketball needs to do in order to get into the top 16, have that home game in the NCAA tournament, and just for the AP voters to wake the freak up. I don't understand. I don't get it. Open your eyes. Um, yeah, I have two things, actually. Oh. One of them is about the atmosphere. And you guys know we have a love-hate relationship with The Rock. Yes. <laughs> the so. Rock that go to a woman's senior night, that's the real Rock. Because mm-hmm. they show yes. up, they cheer, they actually care about the game. They're not there for, you know, social experience because all their roommates are going. They're there to help their team win. And like Jared said, the attendance was not as high as a men's game, but the atmosphere was probably even better. Oh, it was better. Yep. Just because the people who were there cared a lot more. They wanted to be there. Great take, Dan. Stamp of approval. Thank you very much. My second thing is, um, you know, Justin talks about each win increasing the amount of disrespect to this program. I also think each win kind of reflects the hard work of this team in particular, like all the players on this team. Uh, we have a great great team this year, lots of seniors. Um, and I'm sorry, what was I saying? Yeah, um, it reflects <laughs> the hard work they've put in, and it's good for the program to build off of going forward. So every, every small success they have, like a win against Gonzaga, winning the conference, new attendance record, that's going to be good for... BYU women's basketball as a whole going forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can't agree more. Totally agree. Do you guys think that there's anything that they can do in the rest of the season, including the tournament? Do you think anything they do will move them up to a four seed or up to the top 16, 15 of the AP poll? Because, I mean, they've done so much already, but I, I don't even know if it's possible to move up. Here's, BYU women's basketball is in the same situation that Cincinnati was in. They can win out all like they want. college football playoff? College football yeah, okay, playoff okay, Cincinnati, okay. you know? They can win out all they want. They can win impressively. They can barely win. They can do what they want. The committee is going to disrespect them either way. In order to make the playoff or in order to be one of those top 16 seeds, things just need to keep falling in BYU's directions, and teams ahead of them need to lose. And if teams ahead of them lose, AP and NCAA will have no choice but to move them up. Because... The analytics don't lie. We're, we're the number nine team in the nation in net. Right. Analytics yeah. don't lie. But people's biases do. We just need other teams ahead of us to keep losing. I think I agree. And last week we saw there were like, like you said, was it eight teams ahead of us lost and multiple teams lost multiple games? Mm-hmm. We need like another week like that. Because it can be seen right now as kind of a fluke with those teams. But like if you have a team that loses two or three in a row and they're trending downwards... In March, whereas women's basketball is trending upwards in March, right? Winning the WC's tournament, I think that's what could boost us up. But, like you say, because of those biases, I don't see us getting above a four seed. I think that's our ceiling just because of the bias surrounding the WCC's, a weak conference, the strength of the other basketball teams, because there's a lot of actually really good teams in women's basketball this year. It's not just like UConn, South Carolina, and everybody else. There's there's a lot of good teams. Um, also, Caitlin Clark for Iowa. 
She's like the Steph Curry of yeah, women's basketball. Mm. <laughs> Need to go watch her. Um, but yeah, I don't see us getting above a four seed. Yeah, I think... I mean, Jared kind of said this, but they've done everything they can do already. They win games by like 40 points on average. <laughs> no matter who they're playing, they played a lot harder teams in their non-conference schedule and still barely made the top 25 after those first few weeks. It's just silly. So I think... For the women's basketball team, they just have to have a chip on their shoulder, do what they can, keep dominating, and then when that tournament comes, whoever they're seated up against, they just need to unleash and prove everyone wrong. Heck yeah, they do. Now moving on to men's basketball, let's talk a little bit about the men's circuit. Moving on to our happy, to our frowny face, straight face, smiley face. What's your guys' frowny face for what happened? Because as we know... BYU lost to St. Mary's 69 to 64. Yeah. Um, I have the frowny face this episode, and <coughs> this was honestly a hard one because this was a very sad result for this team. <laughs> this was a big game. It would have been our chance to kind of put ourselves on the right side of the bubble again, but we lost, and I think. For this game, the frowny face would have to be the turnovers. Yep. Mm-hmm. We started off pretty well in the first half. Both teams were playing pretty clean, and it was a close game. It was a close game, really, the whole time. But in the second half, the turnovers started adding up. We ended up with 17 compared to St. Mary's 11. And I think in a close game like that, that's probably the difference in the game. Yeah. I remember during the game, me and Justin, we were watching it together. We saw it multiple times during the game. They'd show a graphic, how many turnovers each team had, and then how many points off of turnovers each team had. Mm-hmm. And each time, the amount that BYU was down was the amount of points off of turnovers from St. <laughs> Mary's. Yeah, exactly. That's how you need to know. It's not that difficult to understand. It's not rocket science. Just don't turn the ball analytics. over. <laughs> like we, we saw BYU get a steal and on the fast break, turn the ball over. Right over. And it was at a critical point in the game, too. Oh, my goodness. How we can turn the ball over so much with Alex Barcelo and Tejan Lucas is beyond me. It 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 is mind-boggling. Uh, for the straight face, I got it. I actually have two, but I'll be quick. One, the way we handled Toss. Yep. He, I was really worried about him because Foos, you know, questionable with this groin that he has. He has a groin. He, he does have a, a groin. He does have a groin. Um, but I was worried about how they were going to be able to handle one offensive end, the defensive end. Um, he only had ten points. Yeah, and he Solid. had seven rebounds, which is good. I'd yeah. say, like, oh. he's gonna get seven. He was frustrated That's the entire game. For us. Right, he right. was frustrated. He was complaining to the refs. He was on the bench for key minutes. Right, to handle them all. Yeah. However, it came at a cost because even though we did shut him down, Tommy frickin' Kuzi went frickin' off. Oh my god! <laughs> had twenty is. points in one half. <laughs> I hate Tommy Kuzi. Hate that guy and his stupid little bald head. Ugh. Anyway, um, no offense to bald people. I will be with you (laughs) at some point. (laughs) (laughs) Two, uh, our fight. Uh, We had good fight for the last four minutes. We had good fight. But in the four minutes before that, we did not have good fight. So it's a straight face because I loved how how hard we came back. We got from 16 to 2. And we could have taken the lead there late if Alex doesn't miss that 3, right? Yeah, it was 3. We would have tied the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We would have tied the game. But we shouldn't have to do that. So that's why it's a straight face. Smiley face, for me, I, I kind of want to go with what Jared mentioned about Toss. But at this point, I'm just going to say, smiley face, 
we got the shot we wanted. People have been questioning Mark Pope's uh, coaching, uh, Mark Pope's ability to come up with plays that, that, are, that will create offense. And he came up with a play as we were down by three with what uh, under a minute left. We could have tied the game. He drew up a play that was absolutely beautiful. Alex Barcelo got the ball wide open, took the shot, and just missed it. Sometimes it happens in basketball. Yeah. You know, your star isn't going to make every game winner. Michael Jordan missed a bunch. Kobe missed a bunch. LeBron missed a bunch. Everyone's going to miss game-winning shots. It happened, but we got the shot that we wanted, and that is my smiley face. Yeah, and in the end, like, sometimes they go down, sometimes they don't. And I've seen Alex make that 100 million times before, and just happened that this was the one he missed. But there's nothing you can really do. He drew it up perfectly. Uh, Um, One word for Alex Barcelo. I know you're listening out there. I'll just remember this quote. Friend of the podcast. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. So, Wise. Good job taking the shot. And <laughs> yeah, like Justin said, we drew up a nice play. We got a good shot off. And you know, there's all those stats about how Michael Jordan missed like five game winners for every one he made. Or I don't know the numbers. Mm-hmm. But that's just basketball. It happens. It's heart- heartbreaking. But got to bounce back. Yeah. And that quote reminds me of a certain game in Moraga in 2019, I believe, or maybe it was 2020. It was 2020, and yeah. uh, it was Dalton Nixon. Yes, this is where you're going. <laughs> I'm I'm exactly going there. Dalton Nixon didn't take the shot, and he absolutely missed he it. Did not know that quote, I guess. <laughs> there was like a full second on the clock. Totally could have could have shot it, but and he was a decent three point shooter right. too. We're okay yeah. with him taking that shot. Yeah. Wide open, nobody than 10 feet, and he passes it, and the buzzer sounds before the ball even gets to Wilson's hands or whatever. Uh, yeah, so I remember we're clear as day, he passed it to the TJ Haas. Yeah, yeah we, were, Haas. we were so mad. Yeah, we were sitting in our Heritage Hall's apartment, watching the game, and we all just stared at the television and stared at each other like, what just happened? Did he just what passed it. <laughs> and we, we should probably add our Heritage Hall's apartment that we did not burn down. Yes. With jet fuel. <laughs> no jet fuel bombs. <laughs> like apparently happened last night. So, shout out to that kid for cooking up jet yeah. fuel in his Heritage Hall's electric stove. <laughs> what does it say? What? Did you hear about this? Yeah. Now twenty-two students are displaced. Are you because serious? Because of the flooding from the from the, the sprinkler. Oh, the sprinkler head. Okay, I was like, did it blow up the wall? <laughs> I was like, Why? No one died, but nobody got hurt. People had to move out for a while. What was he doing? Cooking jet fuel, bro. What's he gonna do with it? Drink it? (laughs) Put it in his ramen? (laughs) Dip some chicken nuggets in there or something? My goodness. Yeah, at least we didn't do that. (laughs) Yeah, same. Alright, now here is the question. Last night, or Saturday night, was probably our last (laughs) good chance at a quad one win. Mm -hmm. Are we eliminated... Okay, technically we're not, right? We're not eliminated from tournament because we can always just beat Gonzaga and win the WCC. Easy peasy. No problem. Easy peasy. A la Georgetown or Oregon State from last year. Oregon State, yeah. It's possible. It's possible. However, it's not possible. Is there a hope that we get an at-large bid? What do you guys think? Hmm. Dominoes would need to fall. Right now, we're on Joe Lenardi's first four out. We're the second of the first four out. On my bracketology, which is worth way more, of course. Um, Check it out. BYU is on the next four out. Okay. So okay. BYU is not in a good place, and right now we are in a position where we will likely only in the WCC tournament get a quad four and a quad three win, which I don't think will be enough 
to push us out of bubble consideration when other teams that are on the bubble are maybe making a push in their tournament. To be quite honest, I think with that loss to St. Mary's, we have been eliminated from NCAA tournament contention. Oof. Let me tell you guys something. All ears. Two things, again. First is my brain. In my head. Okay. That brain. Um, my brain is telling me... <laughs> <laughs> my brain is telling me just what Justin said. We lost to St. Mary's. That was our last chance. We had that terrible run in the WCC where we lost four straight. And that kind of did us in. But here's what my heart's telling me. Oh. And I think my heart is also taking after the minds with the calendar errors. Oh. My heart is telling me this. <laughs> this is March. <laughs> this is March. Not yet, but yes. Yes, my heart is looking forward to March. Um, my heart doesn't have a brain to know what month it actually is. It just has that March <laughs> feeling. True. So It can sense March Anything could happen. The Cinderella story <laughs> could start now. March is a feeling, not a... It's it's yeah. not a state of it's not it's not a month it's not a it's a state time. of being yes. exactly yeah it's a, it's yeah, a March feeling. is a state of being yeah and this is March almost so with that being said anything could happen the odds of it happening are very low if this if this was the ESPN win percentage thing would be like at the very bottom zero point zero one percent but it could still swing all the way up to a hundred percent. Yeah, like at the Tennessee game. It's yeah. not over until yeah. it's mm-hmm. over. It's That's not why over they play the games. It ain't over till the fat lady sings, is what they say, right? Mm, mm-hmm. Yes. I don't see any fat ladies here. No, That's... I do not. We're all fat guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does it say when the fat guy sings? Otherwise, we'd yeah. be BYU would be the worst team in the nation because be over. <laughs> we're singing way too much. Yeah. Singing their f- praises. <laughs> Occasionally. <laughs> so yeah, it's March. Anything could happen. The odds of it happening are very low. That's all. I think that's the beauty of college basketball, though, right? That you're never eliminated until you are. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas in football, you're eliminated because people don't like you. Yeah. yeah. Unless you're Alabama or Georgia, you're eliminated once you lose. Like yeah. what's in the season? Exactly. Every team in the nation is eliminated after one loss, ex- unless you're in the SEC. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. SEC teams get two losses. Right. Right. Oh, and exactly. probably 98% of the college football teams are eliminated as soon as the season starts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Basically, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How sad. Okay. Back so, to the topic. Um, yeah, we are, we are two games left in the regular season, two home games. The first one is versus Loyola Marymount. Um, that's Thursday at 8 o'clock, I think. Yes. Yeah. LMU Thursday at eight. Pepperdine Saturday at six. Two more quad four opportunities. Yes. Um, we'll take what we can get, I guess. We just gotta win these and get ready for as deep a tournament run as we can manage. I yes, I I agree. Shall we uh, raise the stakes a little bit here? Let's raise the stakes. So right now we're going to raise the stakes. Everyone knows what's going on. And if you don't, we like to make little prop bets before each of the games, each of the game weeks, to kind of make watching things a little more interesting. This week, which they do make it more interesting. This week was kind of rough for me. Uh, I bet that Caleb Bloner was going to score 10 plus points against St. Mary's. He scored 9. 
He scored nine, and because of that, oh. I have only shaved half of my face for about a week now. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll, t- I'll take a selfie and I'll post it up on the gram yeah. later. But yeah, it's, it's not looking go. too terrible, but it's definitely something funky. Yeah, if you catch it in the right lighting, it kind of just makes it look like a shadow, yeah, like a two-faced situation here. Yeah. yeah. Come Saturday, we'll see how it looks. Jared got the luckiest beat of all time. Oh so. my gosh. Okay. Yeah. I felt like I was actually betting on the game because I bet the under. Okay. It was 133 and a half. The final was 133. That was the final total. <laughs> Literally by a half point. And could not no be one, any closer. And no one scored in the last like minute and 10, minute 15. So I was just mm-hmm. sweating it out so hard. <laughs> my wife is like yelling at me, like, you're not going to shave half your face. <laughs> And I was like, I have to. But then nobody scored, which was good because I don't have to shave half my face, but bad because BYU also didn't score. Scored, yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Dan, what was your uh, was mistake? A, I thought there would be a technical foul assessed, at least one, in that game. I thought it would be a nice chippy game, physical. Both players, would, both teams would really want it, but there was no technical foul. No technical foul. Unfortunately. So I'll have to not shave half my face. Is that until next game? Is it, it's a week? Is that it's a week. A yeah. week. A week. Yeah. That'll be fun <laughs> to tell Abby about. But <laughs> <laughs> we obviously don't clear this with our wives before. Yeah, we no, do. we don't. Yeah. And we really should because they've been getting quite mad at us lately for some of the bets we've been making. <laughs> uh, this week, our punishment is because we want to go to B-dubs. Mm-hmm. Everyone is free to join us. Absolutely. All eight of you out there listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, free to join us. We we like to go to B-dubs for big occasions. This time we'll be going for conference tournament weekend. Uh, maybe see BYU play if they don't lose the first round on like a Tuesday night. Or I guess it starts on Thursday. Thursday. Friday. Yeah. Is it Thursday or Friday? It is. I think we would play Friday. Uh, yes. The worst we could do is play Friday, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. And we play on Saturday. And then Saturday and then Monday, Tuesday is the final. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Love it. So we'll be there in the, over the weekend. Happy Dubs. They have a hot wing challenge where you, what is it called? The Atomic Wings or atomic something? Atomic Wings, yeah. And they're incredibly hot. <laughs> and <laughs> we suffer from Asian, the Zang, from the Asian Zing. And Zing so if, Zang. If that's any, uh, if that's telling about how much we can handle, I don't know how this is going to go. So. I think it's going to go great. So what <laughs> yeah. are you guys' bets? What's going to happen? Uh, I'm going with BYU will record less than 20 turnovers Not, over no, the course okay, of two yeah. games. Jared, you're screwed. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's, they will record 20 turnovers in one Get game. Your Have you been watching there. BYU? <laughs> hear me out. Hear me out. We're averaging 13 a game. Over the past like four weeks, we've been averaging like 19 or 17. <laughs> but we are playing very bad teams. LMU and Pepperdine. <laughs> Granted, we have gone to... Overtime with one of them, and it was a five-point game in the other in the other one. Yeah. I think we learn how to take care of the ball. We come in to the Marriott Center, protect the ball, less than 20 turnovers over the two games. Bold. Bold indeed. Brazen. Brazen. <laughs> yeah, brazen. All righty. Well, you guys might be calling me brazen in a minute because I'm riding with Caleb Lohner this week. <laughs> <laughs> Damn! No! <laughs> Literally every time Jared and I have bet on Caleb Lohner, we've <laughs> no. lost. Regardless of every what it is. Every single time. It doesn't matter what it is. Jared and Justin have both done it. I haven't. <laughs> it seems I'm unwilling to learn from their experiences. <laughs> I have to experience it myself. I think he'll have a double-double in one of these games. <sighs> Alright. 
If that, all right, yeah, you know, I do you want to believe that? We can both tell you how it's going to happen. <laughs> he's going to have nine points and nine rebounds in each game. <laughs> no, no, he's not. One game, he's going to have like three points and 15 rebounds. The second, <laughs> the second game, he's going to have 15 points and like two rebounds. Yeah, that's that, how it goes. That's probably where it sounds about right. <laughs> that is what's going to happen. Oh, My bet this week bad. is that Trevin Nell, who hasn't been seeing the court a lot recently, I don't know, because of his no. defensive lows, perhaps, I don't know. He will hit a three in each game. That's my bet. That's, That's pretty correct. bold. He hasn't, yeah. like you said, hasn't been seeing the court. Hasn't been seeing the ball go in the hoop, like, at all, honestly. Yeah, so, gonna, tell you what, Trevin now is going to come in because we are going to play these teams well. We are not going to be in close games. Trevin is going to have the opportunity to shoot the ball. He will make a three in each game. You know, I like that. I really like that. I'm looking up the box score for the last time <coughs> we played Gonzaga. Not this year, but... In the WCC tournament, mm-hmm. Trevin Nell had 20 points that game. Yeah, do you remember he went off in the yeah. first half, right? He hit wow. like five threes. He was incredible. So if he can get back to that, can you imagine how much that would add to our team if he could hit the three consistently? Just have a consistent spot up three point shooter, mm-hmm. right? That's not Alex Barcelo. Oh, that would be amazing and pull people out Huge. from Foos and Atiki. God, that would be awesome. I, for everyone's sake, I hope you hit on this, Justin. Yeah, I just had kind of a flashback Ooh. to an earlier episode Oh, that kind of illustrates what a journey this season has been. <laughs> I remember our first two-game homestand with like Pacific and Pepperdine or something. I thought Nate Hansen and Andre Hansen <laughs> would combine for like 20 points or something. And now guys like Trevin Nell aren't even seeing time. <laughs> so this team has turned out very differently than we anticipated yeah but we've just been enjoying the ride oh my gosh yes we we had hopes of like maybe winning the wcc tournament coming into conference play we ranked 13th in the nation at one point speaking (laughs) of the wcc tournament there is still some scenario in which we can make it to the wcc title game and if we can make it Maybe we can win it. You better not say beating Gonzaga, because that's not going to happen. <laughs> to avoid Gonzaga until the championship game, we need the following dominoes to fall over the next week. All right, everybody, get out your clipboards. We're writing this down. Yep. First of all, we win versus LMU and Pepperdine. Okay. Doable. San Diego loses to St. Mary's. Okay. Okay. Santa Clara loses to Portland. At Portland. Okay. I mean, it's possible. It's possible. San Francisco loses to Gonzaga. Okay. But then also to San Diego. And if all of that happens, we finish (laughs) a half a game ahead of San Francisco to get the number three seed in the WCC tournament and avoid Gonzaga until the conference championship game. Well, I'm stroking. I guess we know what to cheer for. I'm stroking yes. half my face right now. Half <laughs> my beard. Half the beard. I, all of that seems very possible, even probable, right? Santa Clara losing to Portland. Portland is very hot right now. Portland's mm-hmm. playing. They're playing really well. Those pilots. The big one is San Francisco losing to San Diego. Yeah. I, I just... I don't know. I, it's possible. It's possible. San Diego's scrappy. We saw that, right? Atiki had had enough of their scrap. <laughs> but I don't know if they can beat San Francisco. San Francisco's playing really well right now. Yeah. 
Do you guys think if that happens and BA gets the three seed, do you think we can beat St. Mary's on a neutral court? Because we beat yes. them by 10 at home, lost by five at their place. On a neutral court? I think we can. We Math can favors them. us. Right? I think we can beat them. I think we beat St. Mary's on a neutral court. Not sure if we beat San Francisco on a neutral court. Because let's not let's not forget we lucked into that first win. <laughs> oh yeah, absolute the oh, luckiest no win business. I've ever seen. We had <laughs> no business winning that game in Provo. They smacked us. Yeah. And if they are shooting like that on a neutral court, I do not think there's any way back. Interesting. Do you think? Because we saw St. Mary's, San Fran. Yes. Five point game. Mm-hmm. Right. Both times I think. Yeah. Do you think that San Fran can beat St. Mary's on neutral court? I do. I do. Is this going to be like the first time in like 10 years that we see a non-BYU-St. Mary's-Gonzaga championship game? It's possible. I think it's probable. Yeah. I think that would be pretty fun, honestly. That would be (laughs) awesome. Except for the no-BYU part. but (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's interesting. That's really interesting. I don't know if, if those dominoes fall. I don't know if... San Francisco gets into the tournament. Huh. Do you think so? Because they're With on... losses to Gonzaga and San Diego. They're on first four buys. Well, hey, if if they beat St. Mary's in the WCC tournament afterwards, in. This is going to be very interesting. We are not yet mathematically eliminated. Nope. It's interesting. Something yeah. to keep an eye on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, we've talked plenty about the WCC. Now, how about the rest of the college basketball landscape as a whole? Um, first question. This is a great question. Who would win in a fight, Mark Pope or Juwan Howard from Michigan? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, I'm going to go with Mark Pope. Okay. I think Juwan right. Howard thinks he's tough. I think he's going to come into the fight with more confidence, but I feel like Mark Pope is going to have that sneaky little like goofy confidence where he's going to like <laughs> make him, like make himself endeared a little bit. Okay. To Juwan Howard, Juwan Howard's going to be like, "No, nah, I can't hit this guy." And then Mark Pope's <laughs> going to come, boom, uppercut, or he's going to come with the right hook or something. I think Mark Pope's got a little more feistiness in him than where we see because he's the BYU head coach. Mm. So. See, I like that because he gets very animated on the sidelines, stamping his feet and stuff. Yeah. I like that. He do be stamping feet. I think I'm going to take Mark Pope in this one because do you guys see Juwan Howard's like quote unquote punch? It was more of like weak. a it was like an open fisted like slap. It was weak. Yeah. It was really weak. Kinda so sad. Yeah. So I I think Mark Pope from his days at Kentucky. You know they teach you how to throw a punch over there. Oh, absolutely. You know Indiana, Kentucky, Louisville. Back in those days, yeah, you needed to get a you needed to punch somebody to like a exactly. punch. Was a common foul back in the day. <laughs> exactly. Ask Dennis Rodman about that. Yeah. Right? Kicking and, and, and other things. On our test. <laughs> Dan, who are you taking in this match? <laughs> um, I think I'm going to have to take Mark Pope. Simply for his impressive abil- ability to flail his limbs. Yeah. No, that's in, absolutely right. In an unpredictable way. That is so very true. It's hard to defend against that. Mark Pope does have one inch on Juwan Howard. Oh, shoot. So, there you have it. Got the reach, maybe. Yeah. Science. Science rules. Um, What are some of our favorite teams and players to watch? Because I know, as I've been watching college basketball, I absolutely love Jaden Ivey and Purdue. Jaden Ivey is, like, an incredible playmaker. He can shoot the ball super, super well. 
super creative around the rim. Gets to the gets to the rim. They got Zach Eady in there. Super big, huge, like white guy. That's classic Purdue, right? Giant, yeah. big, huge white guy, seven footer. Purdue is super fun to watch. They play incredible offense, minimal defense. They have all the makings of a blockbuster. Perfect. So keep an eye on Purdue. They could they could win a they could go to the Final Four, maybe maybe win it all. Ooh, okay. Purdue, Perdon't. I guess we'll see. Okay. Purdue little. Purdue little. Purdue little doing a lot. I really okay. like to watch a uh, this little duo called Alex Barcelo and Brigham Young University. Uh, that's kind of nice. Uh, actually, not lately. So I'm gonna go with a different team. <laughs> uh, Ron Harper Jr. and Rutgers. Rutgers was struggling at the beginning of the year with dumb losses to dumb schools. Rutgers was in the toilet. But their last five opponents have been in the top 16, and they have won four of those five games. They won four in a row. Four top 15 opponents in a row they beat. Wow. Rutgers still isn't ranked, still disrespected, still on the bubble. I think Rutgers, if they make it to the NCAA tournament, will be a bracket-busting team. Okay, They're kind of like the opposite of BYU. Oh, yeah. BYU started really hot and then plummeted. Rutgers is the exact opposite. Started from the bottom, now they're here. Let's go. They're I, here. I, I think we can all say we're all big Butgers fans. Yeah. Right? Huge. Yep. Butgers till we die. Yep. All right. That's in good. A, in a Rutger. In a Rutger. Um, yeah. I'm not going to lie. At this moment in time, my knowledge of college basketball beyond BYU and to a lesser extent Duke is limited. But I have something to say. Oh, everyone is hyping up Paolo Banquero from Duke. He's supposed to be the next big thing, you know, lottery pick, whatever. Right. I think the best player on Duke right now is AJ Griffin. Okay. Ooh. Yeah, I do not disagree. He's with that. really good. He can shoot the ball really well. I think he's shooting like forty-nine percent from three, fifty percent from the field overall, and it's not just like some random bench guy who made two threes and all of a sudden he's the top of the percentage. <laughs> he's He's a pretty high-volume shooter, and he's making a lot of shots. And he can also drive the lane really well. He's really good. My favorite player to watch outside of BYU. All right. All right. Let's talk a little bit about football. As you guys know, we're moving into the spring, which means we're going to have a spring football league. We're going to have Let's go! the USFL. Can you believe it? We're going we're gonna to see the USFL take to the football fields here in April. But starting today... They started their draft. Okay. The USFL had a draft. 12 of the 35 draft rounds <laughs> were held today, are currently happening right now as we're recording. And let's just say it's a doozy. It's crazy. <laughs> a lot of the players, like, we have no idea, but have played in the NFL, played in college, played all over. Um, someone notable for my team. In, with the second or third pick in the draft, we chose jo- Jordan Ta'amu, which, if you guys remember, was okay. a quarterback of the St. Louis Battlehawks. That's right. Yes. He averaged over 200 yards per game, had like 10 plus TDs, only one interception. So he's a baller. He's, he's a baller. Played at Ole Miss, kind of like Matt Crowell a little bit. So I'm really excited. Uh, do you guys think we'll see any Cougars chosen in the draft? You know. The BYU crowd doesn't seem to be the crowd that's always trying to play football afterwards. It seems like they have pretty good like professional connections afterwards. So a lot of right. them move on from football. I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't see any Cougs go in this draft. Okay. Yeah, I kind of agree. I just had a random thought. Maybe Baylor Romney would go out and okay. win the whole thing. 
Yeah, he'd definitely be, be the awesome. best QB. Get, get a starting job and just dominate. But besides that, I can't think of anyone who I you know, would see getting drafted. Okay. But I feel like there's always someone who... Yeah, like in the XFL, we saw Kobe Pearson, yeah. Micah Hanneman. Um, I, a couple names come to mind. Micah Simon was picked up by the Panthers um, and then got cut when they made the 53-man rosters. Uh, Troy Warner, same kind of deal with the Rams. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Isaiah Kafusi was on the Colts and then got cut. So maybe these kind of players can, you know, maybe they'll put their names in the draft. We can, we can see them come out. As we're speaking right now, they're doing like, uh, D lineman and offensive lineman did one round of quarterbacks, um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm very excited for this. They released that the championship game and the playoffs will be taking oh. place in Canton, Ohio. Wow, Hall, Hall of Fame, maybe Hall of Fame. Very interesting. Uh, I'm very excited for this. Day two of the draft starts tomorrow at 8 a.m. Make sure you stay on top of all 23 rounds that are going to happen don't tomorrow morning. Don't miss round 34. Or sorry, not round 34, round 35 when long snappers are being taken. It's going to be a doozy. Yeah. There will be a quiz after, so yes, mm-hmm. don't skip it. Hope you're writing this down. I'm going to test you later. <laughs> well, everyone, thank you for listening to this episode of the Royal Strong and True Podcast. We are super pumped that you listened this far in. And if you did, please comment Boogeyman on our latest Instagram post. We love you guys. Make sure you check out our social medias on Instagram and Twitter at Loyal2RoyalPod. Share the episode with your friends. Leave a five-star review. We love you guys. Thank you. Goodbye now.